0: Yo what's up, this is your boy Joey Burnham And this is another episode of The Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show And I'm with
1: Your boy Fred Frio Yes this is Rio Everything is grande, nothing is petito What was the first thing we talked about? Uh, We actually, well we just kind of fell into it And we're just talking about MC. Okay so yeah Basically when you breadboard It's like when you expand your mind You got more words to use And you start understanding entendres and you know how to kind of flip things and you know it's just kind of crazy stuff because i got i got a friend that was talking about everybody sleeping on buicks i know a girl <laughs> that she was talking she was talking about like she's always drove buicks and all this other stuff you know and i was just and i was just messing with him and i said man i was I, I was the truest to ever do it in a buick you know what i'm saying the truest to do it in a buick and just little silly stuff like that those are silly simple words mm-hmm but when you understand that like when you take simple words like that you could just you know they keep stacking on them and stacking on them and stacking on them and stacking on them, stacking on them. you know what i'm saying
0: yeah uh, man that shit's crazy
1: and that and that's it then that's what those guys do that's what il uh uh il matt il matt reminds me of and I, and I love his food fight that was yeah that's still uh, that's still what about ketchup catch up. yeah mustard versus ketchup yeah. that
0: thing got millions of fucking millions exactly actually. it got music
1: finally stuff. i ain't back in the refrigerator
0: <laughs> yes yeah man catch then up i put your guts to your side of your, you know, like. Yeah, like yeah, it that was that a dope, dope battle yeah he was in the gun bar game for real it, it was a dope battle the ketchup the was down, in the gun bar disaster game. was um ketchup and yeah. Ilmac mac was was, was mustard. mustard yeah yeah but that writing shit man I'm, I'm starting to fall back in love with writing again
1: and see that's a good thing it's like I mean, there's a connectivity thing. Like I tell people, the whole thing, because we, we were talking about this today. I was talking to G.I. Megas, and we were just talking about how basically people forget that hip-hop is an art medium. That's the real thing. That's what everybody misses. It's like, it's just another medium of art. And how people paint is how they paint. But it's one of those type of things that like everybody paints in their own way. And, you know, it's what am I trying to to whatever audience some people are such wordsmiths that their use of words is just see how far i can push words other people they're trying to convey a larger message that's dense like this dense yeah you know that's like that's got whatever and then you got other people that are it's just different things because i was listening to uh ghostface earlier on big Bon sunday sunday service and he had. Who? Big Vaughn's. Oh, Big Vaughn. Yeah. Okay. Shout out XM. to Big Vaughn's. Yeah, XM, the truth. From radio. Yeah. That, that dude. Sunday Series yeah that dude be killing man that, you gotta catch it it's just that dude the shit he be mixing it's like yeah. it makes me want to rip out my turntable just real hip hop shit oh man yeah. I'm sorry he can mix man it's just nasty he'll put the samples and he's just doing yeah. it all man that dude Von yeah. is doing it up I gotta give him mad uh-huh. respect him premiere with his show and then yeah. the rappers out of control yeah. show
0: I didn't even know premiere had a show until maybe oh, yeah. two days ago yeah oh yeah premiere and I'm way behind it's probably been out for years oh I mean. yeah yeah
1: yeah, you know, I got I got my running premiere joke, so I'm gonna leave it alone. Yeah. because uh, I, I don't got my man Jonathan Crane here to, yes, uh, yes, to, to co sign yes. me all that. <laughs> So and plus I ain't try to have none of the dudes from from Gangstar, the actual family, come and
0: get me. I need to tell that nigga to come through. Is he off? He should be by now. But yeah, talk yeah, but, but say yeah, say it's like, I want to hear what um, you got to say.
1: Basically, at the end of the day, um, d- You know, you got the you got the medium of rap and you got some people performing stuff with words. And I was just talking about um I was listening to Ghostface. And Ghostface, you know, he's one of those dense lyrical encrypted message type dudes. And this dude had a song where they were flipping Barry White's beat, like that um every the one that everybody loves. That that da 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 -da, I forgot the name of the song right now. But He's basically
0: I'm gonna love you Love love you Love love. Yes, Just a little little more more.
1: And he's Man he's sitting up there Like just eating that track up But he's Going back and forth Like with Almost like with himself You see what I'm saying Like this dude Ain't believing he ghosts Ain't believing he's street And all this And and it's just You sitting up here like You catching every third word On In his encrypted delivery Yeah Yeah Yeah, very encrypted And you're just like Man this is you're, You're hanging on and it's just like this dude is a total character where somebody else will come in and they're a super MC with it. a super and, MC and, and they just like and they're just like Big Daddy Kane said Big Daddy Kane said you got the MCs it's like Quagmire and then yeah. you got the MCs that are like they just really moving the crowd and they're characters you know and what that,
0: I'm saying that, that, that reminds me of something I was just about to say because when you were talking about Ghostface Killer I was talking I was in my mind talking to myself I was thinking about how you have certain type of MCs. There's no one way to be an MC. Yeah. But it still has a commonality. Yeah. Obviously, there's a difference between a Scarface and a Ghostface Killer. Yeah. Let's go even more extreme. There's a difference between a Cool Breeze and an MF Doom. Yeah. There's a huge difference. But what makes them MCs? That's, that, that would be my question. Because as different as they are, as different as they approach their art... They have all MCs have a commonality, and that commonality is the wizardry of words and the manipulation of words in a puzzle type of way. Yeah, and that's it. a real MC views words. This shit's so real, because I didn't didn't realize I did this until recently. But a real MC who plays with words views words like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. So much so... That niggas rap like this. Yep. You ever realize that yep, yep. I'm the lyrical king when I'm doing like a nigga literally sees words like a Rubik's cube. Yep, and the figuring out and the contortion of words in the English language is what all MCs have in common. Uh-huh. You may have a, a Jadakiss who's more four, who's more of a four bar setup punchline guy. You may have MF Doom who's more of a abstract rapper. You may have a Chino who's more of a word-heavy shock rapper. So everybody is approaching this MC shit vastly differently. But the one thing they have in common is they contort and twist words to the wheel. And that's what a real MC lives for and enjoys doing. And I'm falling back in love with that process.
1: And and really, that's why everybody should—like, it's a lane. It's what I've always talked about. Because when you look at historically, like, how hip-hop broke out into different lanes— like hip hop was born in the dance. Like it was born, like it, it, it's it's of the Jamaican sound system culture. So yeah, whether yeah. the DJ is the selector and the rapper yes, is yes. what's called the DJ.
0: You took it back and
1: selector exactly. And when they you still look, at, use that term in the UK. Yes. And so you look at uh King uh, uh King uh, well I think it's King Tim the uh, Timothy the Third, one of the first actual rap records, not rappers that like uh, what is personality jock. Yeah. Um when you listen to that, he's with a real funk band. He's actually rapping, but he's it's a braggadocious rhyme, like you know, just talking about him and all this other stuff, and he's doing it in that the personality jock. He's doing it like a disc jockey. You see what I'm saying? And that's the song. Um that's that type of rap. And then you got like the type of rap that is truly just moving the crowd, because Dougie Fresh taught me a lot, like You know, I would go to Dougie Fresh show and I was thinking, like, maybe he don't own the rights to that sample. That's why he won't perform. Keep rising to the top, rising to the top, even though I want him to perform it when I go to these Dougie Fresh shows. So I'm at a Dougie Fresh show. You know, it's one of the, you know, the oldie hip hop shows. And this dude doesn't rap one time, but he gets the crowd moving more than anybody else in there. Now, I know he can. He's got a catalog and people don't know this about Dougie Fresh. Like, I know his songs word for word. Almost. And he won't rap. He'll just come out there, amp it up with the and, DJ.
0: And, and he's a he's a MC in the, the first sense. He's in the first and
1: second, because 'Cause he's got he got actual lyrics on actual oh, so songs. So he does.
0: So you're saying. But he didn't rap okay. any in that set. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, which like was, in, in the set that you're yeah, talking about. Yeah. He's being an M C Yeah. In the original sense exactly. of where just it's not about... Crowd. It it's, ain't no yeah. Kumo D rapping shit. Uh-huh. He's just moving the crowd. Yep. He's a, the master of ceremonies. Yep. He's the... He's the, um, he's conducting the fun, yep.
1: if you will. Yep. And then my favorite is like when... I, uh, when, uh, What is it? De La Soul, they paid homage. It was either one of the movies or actually one of the battles that went on uh, where the Gusto Award was like on the line. You know what I'm saying? Damn. And basically... It was, it was I mean, it's a famous It was a famous scene And it just blew my mind When it's like So they were just Talking to each other like Plug three Are you ready to win the G The gusto is going home with me And I was just like Bruh Bruh That was the rhythm right yeah, there Yeah right? exactly Everybody yeah.
0: used that rhythm Yeah
1: exactly And that was at the end of the song
0: I'm, I'm gonna veer and off For a quick second to come back So don't forget what you're about to say yeah. about About that But Don't it seem like Like each and every Generation has A rhythm yes and a flow that, yeah. for example if you go back to blues every single blues song sounded like this i was going home tonight bum, 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 bum. Yep. my girl made me feel right bum, bum, bum. then you yep. move to the 80s with hip-hop i'm going through random genres to prove yep. point. let's yep. go to the 80s with hip-hop yep. most of the flow sounded like i'm the man the myth with the pen coming from but then i'm ready to lock and load explode you it had that really yeah, exactly it, and, and then you move to like now the yep. 2018 and 19 it's the triplet flow It's the triplet I'm ready to get all the chips These niggas know that I'm the shit so it's like every genre has a rhythm that they all latch on yep. to And you and you hit on one of them Yep When you did the Are you ready to rock the mic everybody we going to knock off some socks tonight like yeah, Exactly every every generation had their rhythm that they clung on to Yep So I just wanted to say that shit. But that's, anyway, don't forget that's what you're saying. It.
1: No, and uh, but see that that reminded me, like them doing that reminded me of like the different stages of hip hop and the different stages of MCs and what Big Daddy Kane was talking about. One of the the proto MCs, one of the MCs, MCs. Yeah, right. Like when he Wasn't was because he... they recognized all of the other MCs. Mm-hmm. You know, they knew. There were guys who like They were like your Cause your Greg Nices And people like that They fell somewhere in the middle They were like Human <laughs> hook
0: machines Greg
1: Nice, crazy
0: Okay <laughs> He
1: got a show too now yeah. uh, and he's a Oh yeah he's, I think he's a DJ but I, know, I think he's got a Put show. Put in
0: the air. Sit it right yeah. there. Greg Nice is coming everywhere. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do your thing.
1: That nigga be dancing yeah, yeah, in the exa- video and yeah, he, yeah, he's dancing and, and dancing. That dude is doing uh, too much.
0: Um, Scoop reminds me of him. Oh, yeah.
1: Pac-Man, Scoop, Superman. Yeah. But see, these are the type of dudes. That's that's what I'm talking about. And people. MCs. Yeah, they, they MCs. were MCs. And they, they engaged and connected with the party. People don't realize Luke's whole thing was actually more hip hop than folks realize because like Luke was actually doing, he was sampling, he was like chopping up, making breaks, but he was doing it for a faster BPM because he was in Miami. And these girls, you know, you had these island girls and stuff like that. And that's where a lot of this booty shaking, this twerking, and all this other stuff come from. You know what I'm saying? So you had all these island girls and all this other stuff coming in there, and they would have contests. You know what I'm saying? When well, they would just get out, and, and Luke would be calling out stuff, and they be doing it. You know, mm-hmm. they be trying to do it, and they be having contests. And Luke be, out shake th- that ass!
0: Everybody come shake that ass! Yeah. Thick girl, come shake that ass! Yeah.
1: And so, and people didn't understand it. That, that that was a thing, that was, and that was that a party. You're MC. moving the crowd, exactly. but then you move forward. Melly Mel and them, they injected that message. But yeah, then Melly then Mel was, and yo, like
0: Kumo D, and, and they, they came forth
1: and 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 Rock came
0: after. You know, them niggas started. Yep, they started being a different type of MC.
1: Exactly. They became so word conscious and content conscious because I tell people to this day, you can look at stuff. That's why you can still play the message because it's still timely. Is it? And then in the... Unfortunately. What's, and what's funny is the song White Lines about cocaine? Yeah. Bruh, I was Man, that's one of them songs do, I stand the call for. Do, and it's, this is before my do, time. Do, but do. I don't care. Wherever I'm at, I, White Lines... Pure mm. as the driven snow. Yeah, like, like yeah, like yeah. Yes, yeah. you gotta love it, you know. Yeah, and, and so, but my thing is, that stuff was authentic. That stuff was like MC. They they were delivering a, a story. It was, it was, even you know, even when they shot that political statement in there about like you know governors <laughs> elected. <laughs> like, girl, I was <laughs> I elected like, are you governors? See? That was it. Yeah. Must have, yeah. That's thoroughly respected, yeah, <laughs> you're like,
0: you're like, <laughs> yeah. And, then, and yeah.
1: Then, they, then they show what happened to the black side, like they show what happened. To, they all going to jail and stuff like that. But these other guys are getting off. And then they say stuff like, "So don't try it." And then, then, of course, you got Grandmaster Flashback back there,
0: so yeah, doing this thing. Uh, and that's and that's the side of emceeing hell that I fell in love with. I had no choice but to fall in love with emceeing as we know it today yeah I had no choice but to fall in love with it because I, I was born in the in the early 80s yeah yeah you, I was born in the early 80s had I been born in like 75 78 yeah then I would have fell in love with hip-hop in its infancy yeah but since I was born in the early 80s I didn't fall in love with hip-hop and really until like 95 yeah and by 95 about about 95 96. The the, the rapid rap MC was fully established by then.
1: Yeah, because and you had the, the underground took it to another level. It had
0: well, by by that time, yeah. it had well gotten away from uh uh um Dougie Fresh. Yep. And now you got Chinos and KRS One got several albums. And, and you know, and, but see, and that had got but that basically it wasn't even KRS. So that was a transition. KRS one of them.
1: They were still on subject matter. They were still on. They were still a certain type of rapper, right? Because they were still tied to the seventies, to the albums, right? Mm-hmm. And they, but they were lyrical, and so they had content and lyricism, mm-hmm. and that's how they delivered. And they moved the crowd consciously, and a lot of them moved the crowd rhythmically. And like I said, Public Enemy was there to be the the big villains. They, like they said when they built Public Enemy, they wanted them to be the big villains, the scariest thing that America could have seen was this X wearing red, black, and green, sporting militant looking group. And they, that's what the uh, guys who put together Public Enemy wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what Hank Shockley and the guys wanted to put together with, with that. Um, but then you move forward. Like, it re- really was the underground. What came out of that uh, raucous <laughs> fallout and all that other stuff, because it was always there. Definitive Jooks, yeah. Cats that, were, cats that were in New York, they would get mad right now because they know that the underground was always there in every major city, but it wasn't really, it wasn't talked about. These Every form of rap music, like from what Run-D.M.C. represented, Run-D.M.C. represented basically um, Rush, uh, Russell Simmons trying to basically capture... Or put on the image. Him and uh, Rick Rubin was trying to capture the energy of those parties. If you ever been to one of those parties, he's trying. They're trying to capture that energy, mm-hmm. and they trying to, you know. And it was a, it was anti disco, cause disco right. was a certain kind of way. So basically, Run D M C dressed like the people in the streets. Like mm-hmm. he had the leather jackets. Dudes were wearing fedoras. They were wearing Adidas. They were dressing like the regular dudes in communities and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, They were not dressing hip hop. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't dressing. It became like, that way. It it became hip hop, but they because, but they were just being the, a product of their environment. Yeah, exactly. Versus like, you know, and they were actually dressing more hip hop because they were dressing what the common people were wearing. Like people were putting on
0: costumes to go to clubs. Exactly. At that
1: time, they were they were they were getting all costumed up because sh- it was that still shit the like...
0: The disc, uh, a a low-level parliament. Yes. The way niggas was dressing in costumes.
1: Oh, man. I mean, cowboy boots and wrestling exactly. belts. And- which, which, like, looking like the Village
0: People, which, in the video of The Message, that's how them niggas look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Melly-melly it- mailing them, because that's how niggas used to dress. Yeah. When Run DMC came along, and it was like, in the hood, that happens, but really, in the hood, we just throwing on jeans, Adidas, and leather yep. jackets, and not a raggedy one at that. Yep. We had a t-shirt. A t-shirt jeans and adidas
1: and some gazelles and some gazelles what
0: you know about that
1: so yeah so so i mean at the end of the day that is pretty much you know you see those transitions happening and that's something that i try to you know i always try to look at when i'm looking at how hip-hop broke down because when you move forward you get to that underground culture and that underground culture really needle in that's where eminem came from he came from like that's the whole purpose of 8 Mile. That's the pu- These guys who are this... Do you know, they're word obsessed debaters. word debaters? word debaters, yeah. Because when you look at um, stuff like uh, Definitive Jokes, LP, LP's Definitive Jokes, he writes... He's a graffiti writer, and he was a producer whose mom got him into going to, like, the music academy and mm-hmm. stuff, because that's where he wanted to go, because he was kind of like a screw-up. That's what he always said about himself. But he basically also was writing his rhyme, him and uh, Big, what was his name? Big Just. Him and Big Just were always writing rhymes like they're like, wild style graffiti. You know what I'm saying? And I'll always remember, like, some of their, the way they deliver and stuff like that stuck to my DNA. Because it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, not only are you bending words, but you bending them a certain kind of way. And one of the, another conversation I had today, we were just talking about how I love Callie because Callie, that's what they would do. They would play, they would like, they, it's, it was important to them that they they brought themselves to the table. It's how I said my word It's what I do with it It's like it was just My voice <laughs> The way yeah. I deliver It's like So
0: So now we're know. moving back in Because I think the theme Of what we're talking about is MC MCing used to mean one thing Yeah Which was great mm-hmm. And then at some point Through the underground Like you said It switched from The MC that rocked the crowd Yep To the MC That was bar and pen And word heavy yeah. It became more of a cerebral wordy situation and less of a let me stand on this stage and rock the crowd. Yeah, and that's the transition. and when it moved into that transition, that's that's what that's what happened. The things you're talking about started to take place yep and um, and that's what I love yeah that's what I I love the other type of MCing too because you're not a full MC if you can't do it yeah and it's all about the party too. I mean well it ain't all about the
1: party but you gotta understand part of hip hop was to have fun it was like a way for people who didn't have to have a good time you know what I'm saying now and it comes from the Jamaican sound system and you know I got friends from the island and stuff like that a lot of us inspired by the Jamaican sound system I always tell people that um but they, man, their music is always kind of like fun and uplifting and they're mm-hmm. having a good time. When they're listening to music, you know, you could music is part of their life. For real, for real. Versus like, you know, like when Hurt when and did that party for his, for his uh, sister, it was like, you know, he was looking, they kind of re- recreated that type of experience. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when people were doing block parties, they were trying to recreate that type mm-hmm. of experience. And hip hop became that cultural link, that tie in and everybody found their place in it somewhere. Like, in the same way, when people were in their uh, debauchery of Club 64 or 54 of disco, it had its own way of life. Cocaine, sex in the club, Mm -hmm. dying from drug overdoses, Mm -hmm. dancing until you die. That was up. But that, you know, that was pretty much, and it carried over to what became techno and, you know, and house and all that other good stuff. Yeah, yeah. EDM a little bit. EDM a little bit, yep. And, and the funny thing is now now we're living in an age where hip-hop's party element got together with the, the disco and electronic, yeah. and they kind of had a baby, and now we're dealing with the afterglow of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, that's what, cause I, and that's what I always tell people. One thing I tell the word-loving MCs, just relax, just remember hip-hop was born of the party. The party's always going to be center stage, but there's a place for you that hasn't gone. If you want to think about it, the person who should really feel bad is the DJ. Yep, because the DJ is a is a force that's been muted.
0: I wouldn't say muted, but I would say pushed way to the fucking back. Way to the back. Only so a much part to of the background, so they've been pushed so far back that people don't know they exist. People don't don't even know they're hip hop. Uh-huh. They're like the redheaded stepchildren. Yeah, that's what I like about hip hop. I like see people don't understand. And I hate to cut you off, Fred, but people don't understand that hip-hop is not just music. Yeah. Hip-hop is a culture. It's a culture. Hip-hop has a taste from the food that's eaten. Hip-hop has a sound in the music that you hear. It has a look in the way people dress. It has a rhythm in the way people rap, in the music, and the way people dance. And it has a, 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 a feel in the graffiti. Yep. It even has a smell with the aerosol can and having to put that fucking mask on your face if and, you even and, do that. And see, and that some people even raw dog with. and then spray paint without yeah. the mask on their face. Yeah. So hip-hop is more than just put the CD in, listen to the music or listen to the stream, the digital download. It's more than that.
1: And people don't even realize how a lot of that came together even because like a lot of the, the early, uh, van, the aerosol artists and the, uh, the writers and stuff like that, they were listening to everything. Like in the beginning, hip-hop was a music lover's genre that people didn't realize. And people were basically... It was the juggling of breaks. It was the it was it was just it was people using the collage the collage of their experience to tell their story. You know what I'm saying? And it came out sonically, and that's what man. I just tell folks. I really encourage folks to kind of do a little hip hop research because it's it's a bigger culture, and that's why I said the fact that you were just discussing the fact that you like the lyrical part of it. I said that's
0: you know. That's awesome, and it show That's one of the things. I love, I, I love the lyrical aspect yeah. of it, but again, you saying you making some great points, and I hate cutting you off, man, because I feel like I'm fucking with your rhythm, man. You're doing a great fucking job teaching know, I'm, and I'm, I'm talking, no. and but I love the lyrics, but I also love the breakdancing. Oh, Lord, yeah. I and love I the that. graffiti. I love the culture of hip hop. Yeah. It's a culture. Yeah, it it's is. It's not just music. And a lot of people who get into hip-hop right now, this is kind of going in a different direction, but a lot of people who get into hip-hop right now just see it as, a, as music that can be made to put money in their pocket.
1: That's it. It's the lotto game.
0: And on some levels, I can't hate on that because making a lot of fucking money from music, it empowers you in a lot of ways. Yeah. But as an art form, I don't think the music moves further with people who don't understand the history and understand what it's really about yeah the only way hip-hop can evolve and get better or at the very least keep from disintegrating is if people who care for the fucking art form and understand the history of it make it yeah because if you just one of those i'm gonna get in real quick and hustle and exploit get the money And go back to my motherfucking situation. If you're one of those type of people, you're not helping the game. You're helping yourself. Yeah. Can't knock you for helping yourself. I'm not saying that's bad. But as a culture, the culture needs people who want to cultivate it, push it to the next level, preach the gospel of hip hop, and understand the history and where it's come from. Um, That's how you get the best hip hop when people know what the fuck they're talking about and they've done the research. They've studied everything about hip hop or at least a large amount. And they make music from that place. Niggas like you.
1: Yeah. yeah. Niggas like you. I mean, and that's, I mean, but there's a lot of healing and a lot of, there's a lot that goes into hip hop that a lot of people just need to sit back and look at. I really hate the fact when people like, I, you know, I feel like a lot of our young, desperate youth, they miss a lot of what hip hop was there as a lifeline. They miss things like the Afrofuturism. And stuff like that That was connecting out of it Like cause Afrofuturism Is a whole nother thing I had to jump on another show to talk about Cause it's a whole It's a leap out of here But You look at Cause that's what Andre 3000 That's what Sunrod That's what George Clinton You know that's what We ain't gonna mention Soul, Well you know
0: I, You know Man this He's dude, responsible But you know some things Bombada's been, been Yeah been, Some, been, some been
1: situations there. happen He like again All these guys get Man they all Again, you just gotta watch out, man. You gotta watch out these people. Like you know, somebody can do great things and do bad things too. You know what I'm saying? That's what people don't understand. Hey, how to you separate. can do both at the same time? Yeah, exactly. Like R. Kelly,
0: good yep. music, but you know, some people feel feel as if he deserves to burn in hell.
1: Yeah, I mean, he needs to get he needs some help. Basically, he really needs some help. Like I like we we stated earlier, I don't, I will never understand why
0: people who can just make a phone call. Um, but anyway. You mentioned LP And when you did yeah. that That reminded me of Killer Mike Run the Jewels Yeah He was on the Rogan show He was on the Joe Rogan podcast A couple of days ago Man yeah. Maybe even more than a couple of days ago Did you watch it? Did you get a chance to Excellent, see it?
1: Actually I did And uh, and, I, and I know it's in uh, reference To his uh, new upcoming show
0: Netflix series. On Netflix Yeah
1: Which is actually that's Man that's right up the, That's right up the alley Of what Killer Mike does yeah, I yeah. mean he's been very outspoken on politics. I mean he only had a misstep one time when he became one of these artists that was so overzealous that he ended up getting used by the N- NRA You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: trigger warning. Yeah, Killer Mike and, on and Netflix now.
1: The coolest the, the the episode that he did recently, uh, trying to buy black, and you know he you know went out of his way to prove that you can buy black. Even one night he had, to, he had to sleep outside because he was just trying to find a black place to sleep. Um, but, um, you know, that's one of those type of things because he just wanted to see could he go a whole day and just live off of and buy uh, black-owned products.
0: You see what I'm saying? See, I haven't even seen one fucking episode, but I got to sit down and watch it, bro. Cause oh, yeah, he's it's, gonna it's do Killer
1: Yes, yeah, Because Killer Mike has always been a bit deep. Like, as far as deep it's like he, he he puts himself out there. He's very outspoken. There's always been more of his lyrics. I mean, his the the, the lyrical violence that he spits is usually it's braggadocious and it's normally, like, cartoon-like, and he does that it's on from, purpose. It's from the battle rap it's world. It's from the battle rap world, and that's what he is. I mean, the whole thing is he has a character. Like, I ain't playing games, and, it, and it's a real character because, like I said, I've seen Run The Jewels perform live, and I think that is the greatest... Man, seeing Run the Jewels come together, I watched that whole thing happen mm-hmm. as an underground hip-hop head. Watching LP who had produced Cannibal Ox, who was an MC in his own right who was from Company Flow, mm-hmm. he one of my favorite like it, one of my favorite like experimental producers of all time. He's like up there. I, I love his production. His production yeah. is just it's just mm-hmm. it's grimy like like if th- if he was black, you could throw him in the Afrofuturistic category. But right, since he's not, right, you know, right. he, he's not really that. But he's but he does do like experimental futurism in his, with his mm-hmm. music. So he did rap music. He did uh, that. Uh, what's called his album? Rap music. Yeah, uh, and that Killer was Mike, really the was birth. A, it of was the birth of, Run of the, Run the, the Jewels. Jewels, and they both stayed in their own lanes. Like he's still New York cocky LP. That's just. Like he, man, the stuff he throws out is like a New York dude yelling at you from his car. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like a, a a person from Brooklyn or something like that, like giving you Brooklyn insults or whatever. Like right. they're being smarmy and like wisecracking, and you know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, and then you got Killer Mike. He's on that su- southern, like that man. What you say? That type of thing. Mm. So it's like that came together, and you would think it would clash.
0: You would think so, but and not it at all. They work well together. Man,
1: my God, did it ever. I mean, they've done some songs like uh, Angel Dusters is one of my favorite songs that I listen to on repeat from them. Yeah. yeah. And stuff like that, it's just like, man, you, th- yeah. you know, you say you want to be my leader, I think you want to be my God. Yeah. You say you yeah. want to side with the righteous, I think I want to side with the wrong. Mm-hmm. There's truth where the filth the the is, there's lies in the law. You want to whore with the white dress, I want to... Uh, no, yeah, you want a whore with a white dress. I want a, a freak with a thong. Yeah, a yeah. wife with a thong. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, yeah. and I was like, man, I'm sorry, I butchered butchered your first LP. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. got to send the, uh, the the murder monsters out. There. The murder monsters. Yes, they, they they have like they're killers. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, I just love it because they almost Quentin Tarantino of rap to me, in a way because they 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 do. They play with cartoon level violence and in your face type punch you in the face like they're like a grinding metal type thing they're not like vinnie paz but you know because vinnie paz is like true like death brutal death metal type rhymes on every like he's he's nothing but suffering all time the human pain custer yeah so yeah. wait but uh moving back to uh killer mike yeah i can't man I am very much looking forward to this series, because I'm always interested in what Mike has to say. He's very, very... Uh, very intelligent. Intelligent. Headstrong. Headstrong, yeah.
0: He's a really good ambassador of hip-hop. Yes. He's a really good ambassador, and an ambassador, a good ambassador of Southern hip-hop, too.
1: Exactly. Both him and T.I. turned out to be way better... Ambassadors of Southern Hip Hop T.I. on the super mainstream level And Killer Mike on like That mid-level that's And those two are best right. friends They, and they, just, they, they fuck with feel each other Yeah, and I can see why <laughs> These are intelligent street dudes You know, these aren't and dummies Intelligent
0: street dudes from yeah. Georgia Yes So it's this
1: great representation Started rapping
0: around the same time Yep Killer yep. Mike from Outcast fame, of course Yep Um, I'm proud of Mike Because he's come a long way I He did, sure has I actually thought Here's what I thought I, I thought that he was going to be another Cool Breeze, Slim Cutter Calhoun type of guy. Me too. See, I thought he was going yeah, to be another great Dungeon Family rapping ass nigga who disappears and you wonder 10 years later, whatever happened to, but this motherfucker is a mainstay in underground hip hop with that, LP. Yeah. The guy who forged hip hop, the underground of hip hop as we know it.
1: Uh, yep. Grind Time. Uh, when he formed his own label, Grind Time, and you know, kind of went away, cause that first album he had, it it kind of got sunk because of the ringtone rap era is the production. His rhymes are fucking dead ass on that every time, every time. But it's that 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 damn production was trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm you know, I ain't trying to be funny, but that was that ringtone production. Like, uh, when he did the, the rap, he did a song called "Rap Is Dead." Before Nas came out with an album called Hip Hop is Dead. Right, right. And, um, man, that's, man, that song was dope as hell. But the fucking beat was trash. The beat was trash. I mean, literally, you just, you was like, man, I can't, but because everything was made for that ringtone environment. It was made for that, you know, everything trying to, so you can play it on your phone. It was just like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that's that dated that album and made it really bad. It's kind of one of the same handicaps that Death Is Certain faced from Royce to Five Nine. Like Royce was so dead ass on point with delivery and subject matter on those songs, but a lot of them was just too generic synth happy. Yeah, you know. So that was it. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I I can't wait to see it. Like I said, the episode that I saw. I, you know, I want to see more of it. Uh, but the episode I saw was just him dealing with uh, trying to buy black, and I yeah. thought that was a good concept. And he's going to challenge a lot of stuff. I want to see when he delves into stuff like race, um, where he takes it, where he takes it when he delves
0: into politics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Killer Mike. To me, the 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 vibe I get from him, or the approach I get from him. Is he's trying to use The white man's devices To, to, to Benefit black folk yeah. You know what I'm saying Yeah, Like it's a lot of A lot of black people are A lot of A lot of black people are anti-establishment Yeah Killer Mike Is more of a wait a minute We can use the establishment To our benefit as black folks So why not fuck with the nra that way we can have all the guns we want just like they do why not do a b and c that way we can get in just like they do so i feel like he 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 tries to and and i like it i like it i I feel that's his strategy and i I like it i appreciate that I, i like the fact that he's a he's he's like a conservative he's like a conservative white man In a way, a lot of his views. Well, a lot of
1: the the so-called militants that go to the extreme because they're all authoritarians. And authoritarians are what Hitler was. Um, And most of the strongmen. Like I tell people, I always tell people all the time, a lot of folks say, I want to be a king, I'm a king. Like I said, I got the guillotine. Mm -hmm. I'm anti all kings. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't like authoritarians. You see what I'm saying, and that's that's the only drawback to a lot of people's ways with that. That's why he got manipulated by the NRA. Yeah, and yeah, that's that was the, a drawback to it. But you it, it's what like I'm, you get what well, I'm trying I mean, yeah, to say. Yeah. I, but see, the thing is, what I think it is, like everybody, you know, he has a zeal, he has his passion. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For and this is what Killer Mike has. He has his zeal and passion, and just like when Lupe went on Fox News, you see what I'm saying? He ended up. Being manipulated and played by a force bigger than him because there's no room for you in NRN. Like Ronald Reagan made, and he knows this, these gun laws because the Black Panthers showed up with guns at a courthouse, unloaded, so they're symbolic in California. None of this ever, nothing ever occurred of it, but it was more of a symbolic statement. Mm-hmm. And you know, a play on that right to bear arms that is tied to slavery as well. Yeah, it is. It is. And so, what? You know, one th- quote I always think about, and this will always be one. If I had to interview Killer Mike, uh, what's hilarious to me, and I and and he will actually, I know, I already know what his answer will be. But um the Goody Mob said, "We didn't know, no nigga, that money ain't yours." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a statement That a lot of people I don't think They kind of address with it And I always I'm always interested about How far a Mike's Going to take it Because of his passion Like Mike has a lot of passion He has a lot of zeal And the one thing I want to see From intelligent brothers Like him Is I want him To pull it back enough So that they can't Judo flip it Because they, they see somebody Who's hot And has got a lot of passion And then like Authoritarians be Yeah we like, he talked about This with Kanye West They yep.
0: weaponized They tried to weaponize Kanye West Against black people yep. And Kanye you let it's, him. You let him. Yeah, and yeah. you don't want Killer Mike to fall for the same trap. And they exactly. use Kanye West. Exactly. Us, they especially go- the NRA. Yeah. The we- NRA wants a token nigger. Yeah. That they can say he's for the NRA. That's it. And then, and then from there they can use and then him you say what, anybody what about like Castillo
1: who was a permitted gun owner and was murdered by the cops in his car? Oh, we're not going to talk about that. Maybe he was a thug. No, he was actually a lunchroom worker. Who actually paid for kids' lunch, and you murdered him in front of his kids, and he had the, all of the paperwork that you're supposed to have. Yep. And the NRA did nothing and said nothing. Nobody said anything. So that th- it's these type of points that people gotta like. Now, if you say, "Hey, we're gonna form our own association of black gun owners," okay, whatever. We're good. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you're gonna say, then say that. You so, see
0: what I'm saying? And and I and I agree with all that, but playing devil's advocate as I always do, you don't think Killer Mike. He didn't say this. And what I'm about to present to you, this is my opinion. I don't really have a you know, any evidence or I didn't hear anything to suggest this specifically, but I got the feel from the Rogan interview and other interviews I've seen Killer Mike do. That he believes in working with the pre-existing uh, uh, system and conditions as an ends to a means and kind of help black folk.
1: Well, see, I as do I because that's all you can do, honestly. But see, there's a way to because, do it because because there's, there's a lot of
0: like, for example, why why rebel against the system when you can? work with the system. You gotta do both. You can you can have more change inside than outside. Oh no that you why yeah. why why say fuck the NRA and then go get a gun no for organization. And 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 I agree with you. No I'm fuck not the NRA disagree, and form oh, your own organization. I'm not disagreeing with yeah. you. nothing you say. I'm just saying that this is what I think Killer Mike is trying to do. He's trying to put he's trying to put for lack of better words the NRA well, Let's say that He's trying to put the NRA In a position where it's like If you let us in You give us that inch We're going to take a mile You understand what I'm saying? Well see that's the wrong Organization to play that with With the government Yes
1: With a private organization No like, So you th- don't th- think he's doing that? He's, he doesn't Because
0: he, that's even, what I think He's in way It's doing just like
1: Cornell West got played People with that level of intelligence got play, Get played Lupe got played A lot of people get played You know, they can say, no, I didn't. I did what I wanted to and said what I wanted to. Fine. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying anytime you go, anytime your enemy gives you a platform and they say, go ahead, talk up, talk real big. Because he even realized they got it when he got it, when they got it. Now, everybody knows that you're going to, you're not, I'm not, I've never been one of these people that's been like these uh, bar none revolutionary guys because- I always look at them and I'm like, what do you think happens in a vacuum? Do you not see what's happening in Venezuela? You know what I'm saying? What do you think happens in a vacuum? Are you saying, yeah, your life may be pretty miserable right now because you just, you know, you didn't get those Jordans or something other fucked up thing has happened. But you're not living like people in Venezuela that's trying to figure out with death squads and they're trying to fucking figure out how they're going to, you know, it's horrible in many places. But come on, man. See what I'm saying? So a lot of people they say they want that level of disruption but they I'm like are you really ready for that level of disruption and that's a question that killer mike asks people you know cuz when he was talking at a town hall meeting in georgia a woman was talking all this good stuff and she was like no 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 you're not ready you these you sending these kids out to get killed you're sending these kids out to do nothing, all this other stuff but you're not doing you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and he's right about that you got to set up build on an agenda base like around something that you want to see happen and you've got to start doing some self-care and you got to start being self-prepared and self-care you know what i'm saying when you ever ask the question of why is it that like i watched people when there was a um, incident around here recently they were talking about oh boycott this boycott that but i'm like you guys still going to the waffle house what are you talking about boycotting the whole area when you can't boycott the waffle house We're talking about boycott a whole area when you're still telling me about the Super Bowl. I don't understand you people. What's going on? What we doing here? See what I'm saying? And you got to have that type of sense. Because, see, Papa John's, they're feeling the hit to the point where their CEO stepped down. And now they gave all this money to Benedict College. Mm -hmm. My Bennett College. I'm sorry. Bennett College. uh, A historically black college, you know, that was in dire straits here recently trying to get back in favor because of you know what you know the the, the foolishness that their leader kept spewing and these are the type of things you as a consumer have the power to do and you as a voting block would have power to do if you kind of got together and did it but what what one thing people don't understand is they don't understand their power and they don't understand it's not just the vote it's vote with agenda and action beyond the vote you know what i'm saying and it's how mm-hmm. you carry yourself in the meantime because here's one more thing and, and, and i'll jump off it but um uh, what people don't realize and uh it wasn't killer mike but it was uh my buddy from mississippi uh what's his name um david banner he was just talking about when you look at stuff that they put out here boom what's on tv like they're gonna show a black male committing some crime somewhere always in the die straight every time there's a shooting or whatever But when there's somebody else that does something wrong, they're trying to psychoanalyze the person. What was in his mind when he did this? What why did he what drove this young man to do this? Whereas if a if a young black man did something, they just showed an image of him disheveled, looking crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because there's no there's rhyme no
0: and reason To when a nigga does something Because he's a nigger Of course he's going to do and, something And this dastard. is just all your group Yeah There's no, there's no humanity in a nigger So and so when, when and so when he does something Send him to jail Case closed But when yeah. a white guy does something Why did he do There's that? something wrong with him There's something that made him do this There's something that Affected his humanity Yes Whereas the nigga ain't got none to begin with. And, and see,
1: th- these are the things we've got to address. Because when you look at the media, I even tell people when you look at the media now, like, um, even in your local areas, you'll pay attention. They're
0: telling you every time something happens to a cop. And, this, and, and that reminds me. So that's what I think Killer Mike is doing. He's fighting for those things we just talked about. But he's willing to use the opposing sides' resources to get it. But he can't. I
1: agree with you. Yeah, he can't. Cause like they, they, cause you got to th- understand. There's a machine. You can't.
0: You I can't admire what he's trying to do.
1: He needs to. What I, what makes me angry about these the wealthy guys and the wealthy black guys that you know. And I I can't say wealthy, but the rich at least black guys or the black guys with platforms. Like they don't take their platform. And turn around and do everything they can to build a counter platform. You know what I'm saying? Where is our black media? Our true black? What? Why? I know you can go to blackpress.com, Black Press USA, but you don't really got that. You feel me? And other, and that's why I say I'm glad that he's got this show, and he's got another opportunity to do this. But you know, the guys on the ground, like you know, find the, the actual, you know, go filter through the audiences out there, and bring forth these type of people because this is like when I heard Kanye complaining about oh they're doing me bad in the fashion world I'm like dude you Kanye West at that time you were Kanye West you could have actually probably built your own little fashion empire because people were taking if you want to just went straight on like you're trying to do ex- abstract experimental stuff for Milan but you could have done you know what I'm saying you probably could have gave Polo on them and them a run for their money for a minute there see what I'm saying mm-hmm. but you didn't seek to do that. You see what I'm saying? You wanted them to accept you. You wanted to be, you wanted, you know, and, and I mean, that's great working for Adidas. Good to learn. Good to get that contract. That's big bread. But, I mean, you didn't set up any, enough small stuff, seeds on the side. So, when Adidas was done with you, you would have a home to come to. Mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Like, when, when you know, yes, go work for the big companies and get your, get your chops. Figure out what's going on. Get that check. You know, get you, if you can get your Jordan brand out of it, do it. Yeah. But I'm like, bro, come on now. You up a complain about them? Yeah, of course they're going to do you wrong. It's their thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, but anyway, that, you know, I digress. You know, it's like that, but that that's what I looked at with uh, Killer Mike. I'm like, I, I think he's going to do great with it. I just hope that he learns from how he got used. Cause like I said, Cornell West got used. Um, What's Caller call used? Like it, Bill Cosby got used. Yeah. All of, all of these guys they get. He used. ain't gonna get
0: used like that. He, he yeah. ain't gonna get used.
1: Yeah. Like and am now in this show he ain't gonna get used because it's his show. But I like mean when, in general, yeah, in, in general, general I, I, yeah. He just I, I, got. I don't, a,
0: I don't think he'll. I hope he doesn't he, make he another NRA mistake. For the, um, yeah, he ain't gonna fall for the okey doke like that. Yeah, yeah. He I, might I, make some missteps. Yeah, but I don't ever think. I don't ever think he's gonna be like. Just fall from grace Fall yeah. from grace Or make one of those mistakes I think Killer Mike Knows how to handle himself And he'll be alright Yeah Cause I mean yeah Cause as long, long as
1: he don't Like to, Cause everybody get, In this industry If you, It's eyes wide open You know what I'm saying You gotta have your eyes Wide open Because You gotta say Why did they give me This platform You know You know You could be making A truthful statement But You know One thing this generation Don't understand There's a time And a place to speak mm-hmm. And it's not always Important that I say Anything that's got something to do with it Like people feel like they, gonna, they gotta die to get their opinion in But I'm like dude Your opinion is not always needed What is your opinion adding to it You just saying it because Like there's too many people now that's just saying I gotta say this because I can Like you sound like a three year old Yes you can But
0: must you These are questions you're not asking yourself You know what I'm saying Like Killer Mike And I'm kind of veering away from the subject a little bit Away from what you're talking about right yeah. now, at least. But Killer Mike, to me, is like a pseudo black conservative. He may he may not refer to himself as that. Oh, th- and, lot, and, and, and nobody you, may uh, not see an authoritarian
1: that. Authoritarian lean. I told people there's nothing more conservative than an
0: old black man. And that's, that's what I'm getting. At. That's what and, Killer Mike is. Yes. So what Killer Mike shows you is that redneck and that nigga from the hood. They both want their right to bear arms. They both want their, their right To do A and B and C There are more similarities there Than differences So how can you discriminate Against my black skin When I want the same things And value the same things That you want You call me a rebel and a problem But when you do it You're a conservative Well, the reason- and, and to me that's what Killer Mike represents. He represents that guy. Killer Mike to me represents that that the only black guy in the fishing and tackle shop buying guns, buying ammo, and 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 buying lures so he can go fish. And all the other white people are looking at looking at him like, I didn't know niggas did that. And he's like, Yeah, most of us do. Like he he's that guy to me. He's that guy who shows them, yeah, we got more in common and yeah. Yeah,
1: hey, you go to North Alabama.
0: But like But it's like Cause there's there's a lot of us Uh,
1: But at the end of the day Exactly Exactly At the end of the day
0: He Cause a nigga A nigga with a gun And a white man in a gun A lot of people see those As two different things But they they The white guy with the gun Shoot some deer Take back some venison Feed the family Whatever they see a nigga with a gun, and he's supposed to be robbing somebody. Killer Mike is like, no, I got the gun for the same reason you got it, because but I'm a responsible gun owner and user.
1: Well, see, the problem with that is there's a minstrel show industry. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's been built to create the buck image, the, to reinforce the negative buck image. And, like, you know, when the word gangster rap came into coin and all this other stuff, it reinforces a type of image. And how do most of white culture find out about black culture? Through entertainment. If, if like, when, you know, they were making everybody sterilized with conch hairstyles and sing love songs and they still didn't let them in the household, they still had to go get another version of it, you know, their version of it, you know what I'm saying? Um, Chip Langley sings Nat King Cole. You know, they had to do that type of thing.
0: Um a loop bam bamboo. So whiten that shit up. Yeah, like, exactly. You have to. Either uh, that or or put a white family on the cover of a of a art of a black artist's music exactly. So it could sell. But and that's a different day, different conversation. But that's the type
1: of thing you, we went from that to um America's always been obsessed with the criminal, the with the with the outlaw you know uh there's outlaws in every genre of music and they've always they they romanticized the cowboy when the cowboy was really just a, you know he wasn't like this pristine character but they made a whole hollywood mythology around it and they turned native americans into what the savages mm-hmm. you right so like so again a, people don't read they don't they're not around you they don't read so they're not gonna see that diversity. They don't I don't care what Killer Mike does on TV. That, I don't know, so many people gonna see his show. But you know how many people gonna hear like Lil' Uzi Vert or whoever say, I kill him, I kill him, I kill him. And he got three sixes on his head and a star upside down, and he got he's playing with guns and got a dress on. Yeah. That's what they seeing, Right? So, you know, when you do that, it reinforces a negative stereotype that's already there. And then when you say when you go to a record company and say I want to do something else, they're like, "Nah, you we don't want you to do that. That ain't that ain't. I don't want you to do that. You know what I'm saying? That that don't sell. Because again, this allows kids in suburbs to slum because it's dangerous. Oh my God, these guys are dangerous. They can it's slum. The zoo. Exactly, the zoo. It basically is a zoo-like environment. I'm gonna go see the animals. Then I'm gonna go get my Fortune 500 job, and I'm gonna be okay. But what about those guys?
0: Where you listen after a while, you don't listen to it no more. And that's why I get mad at a lot of new age stereotypical trap rappers. Yep. Notice what I said. I didn't say old school trap rappers because I'm not talking about Scarface and Ti. I didn't say all trap rappers. I said stereotypical. But that's why I get mad at these new age stereotypical trap rappers because they reinforce a lot of stereotypes. They yep. reinforce a lot of. Niggas is one-dimensional dummies, and all we do is sell dope, smoke weed. Stereotypes—they yep. reinforce a lot of bad shit about the black community. Are those things inherently bad? Hell no. It, it's, it's nothing wrong if if you want to get high and smoke weed. That's your bag. Fucking lots of hoes. Ain't nothing wrong with that. These things, in and of itself, aren't inherently bad. To have fun, smoke, and do this and do that and all and 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 have money and be proud that stuff ain't inherently bad but you have to be conscious that if you put that type of music out there are people that will again weaponize you and use that image to reinforce their racism and stereotypes against you yep they will do that now should you give a fuck about their opinion probably not well i but mean, on a bigger scale yeah on a bigger scale And I hate to say this, on a bigger scale, your music, if you're making that type of music, can become irresponsible because somebody's going to look at that. And not only is somebody going to look at that and it's going to help reinforce that niggas are stupid, but you're going to have some little young black kid looking at it and they're going to try to emulate that. So as an artist, you do have a responsibility to create, I hate to say this. But as an artist, especially a black artist, you have a responsibility to create a black narrative and a black story, not you're, a lie. I, yeah, I'm not saying get up there and lie. I'm not saying get up there and not tell your story. I'm not saying get up there and not keep it real. But you have to be conscious of the fact that the, the music you make as a black hip-hop artist will influence people. Yeah. Make your music wisely. And a lot of these stereotypical new age trap rappers are the problem with music. I'm just going to keep it 100.
1: Well, I mean, it's just like, um, you know, a little brother mentioned the whole thing, Minstrel Show, and I was watching it. Yeah, it's a menstrual Show. Niggas yeah. is
0: cooning and they don't yeah. even
1: know it. Oh, Yeah, and then some people are, like, they're, they're definitely, I forgot what somebody said. One guy, What's that guy's name? That they said this guy, he is doing it on purpose. What's the dude's name? He had himself on a cross. He's the, the big, he's the dude that when Jay Z came out about the money phone, he snapped the hardest about it. I forgot his name. I have to send you the video with him in there. He went and got a whole stack of money and put it to his head like a whole thing. It was Because t- they were just all rebelling against Jay Z because he talked about get off that money phone. These dudes just doubled down on it. They doubled down on Cooney. And my thing is. What people don't understand is you gotta go look at what the menstrual show was. It was an exaggeration of what they thought black behavior was. And when you look at those old shows, when you look at those old shows where you know they had the black guy that could barely speak, you know he was on there like I don't want me be a mommy. Boy. You got a lot of these dudes. They're constantly stuttering. They're constantly they can't speak. And I'm not talking about just their the cadences of their rap. I'm talking about they get to the point now where you go in an interview. I mean, there was a running joke with Little John, like, where was right, like, yeah, right. yeah. And then he gets in there like, yes, how's it going? My name is Little John. And, and it, basically, these guys get in there and they're talking. And you're just like, what? You know, you got guys, you know, you, you're like, you're blown away by the stuff that they're saying. You know, they're talking about whatever. And it, whereas, I mean, even when you talk to people like Luke, Luke, man, Luke would be
0: dropping game on you. You had to be like, let me rewind that situation. And that reminds me, man. Yeah. When you making this When you young MCs Are coming up And you want to be rappers And you want to be In the limelight Nobody's saying Fred and I We're not saying That you should be A Malcolm X Professor Griff Public enemy Type of rapper Yeah For the sake of Growing the culture And helping black people We're not saying that You ain't got to be The smartest Most articulate Most militant Black righteous Motherfucker in the world To make music But you shouldn't be The dumbest And a lot of these Motherfuckers is coming to the table Is they, 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 they're idiots. They're coming to the Where table going making into a idiot, Dave Chappelle moment. They're going like into they, a Coonish, Dave Chappelle, cause idiot Dave Chappelle fucking Chappelle. moment.
1: Because Dave Chappelle realized you're not laughing. Even though I'm telling these jokes, you're missing the joke. You're not laughing with, with me. You're laughing at, at me. me. And when and, you
0: brought up Luke, yeah. Luke is really a smart man. Yes, he's a smart man. But Luke is not like a Malcolm X no. type of figure. He, the, he he's just just and, and hell, in his music... Some people, wasn't, I think he was a part of the, uh, some of the artists with music. His music got steamrolled and shit. Yeah, right? that's
1: it. Yeah, because it's like it was supposed to be, uh, he was fighting for people's rights to actually make that type of music. Yeah. And, but see, blue music has always existed, or music they were called blue. Like, you got your little nasty records that always exist. In fact, NWA, is, to be honest with you, is a parody group, if anybody wants to understand it, because you can't find what gang they were claiming and all this other stuff. They're a parody group. Like, honestly, Ice Cube and them, they, you know, the whole notion of they wanted to almost do one of those. Let's do a local street album and let's cuss and talk like we talk on the street. And it's just going to be a crazy album. And they thought it was going to be a regional crazy album. And it just took off like wildfires because, you know, it spoke to a lot of, you know, this the craziness. It was the zaniest thing ever. It was almost like a meme of the moment. And they caught fire like that.
0: Uh, bottom line, I, I think I think the point that we're trying to make is some of you rap niggas are making black folk look stupid. Cut yeah, that you're bullshit out.
1: Yeah, you're buying into the stereotype. You you look up the book. Look up the book stereotype. You bucking
0: cooning ass yeah. niggas. Yeah, and you I, ain't got to be the smartest yeah. motherfucker. You ain't got to be a Malcolm X type of figure. You ain't got to be a public enemy. But stop making these rap songs that make niggas look like one dimensional stupid ass. Motherfuckers, yep. Because that's what a lot of these young and older acts are doing. It's not just an age thing. It's a lot of cats in the game making us look absolutely stupid.
1: Yep. And it's like, and I keep forgetting this, It wasn't that, don't, that don't
0: mean that don't mean that you can't tell your story about struggling in the hood. That don't mean that you can't brag about the money you making. That doesn't mean that you can't be yourself. But man, stop making niggas look stupid Exactly, yep I mean, Hell, fuck, fuck what the white folk think It's niggas who think You look stupid as hell You making niggas look at you and say You know what, I'm ashamed of you cooning motherfuckers You should give a fuck about other black folk Looking at you and saying Man, y'all some coons Forget looking like a coon in white folk's eyes It's niggas who are unpleased With y'all Stop making that cooning ass shit, man you can still rap about the struggle in the streets And the dope that you sold And the the beef and shit that you got in But do it with class yeah, Hell, Jay-Z was one of the motherfuckers who did it with class
1: Exactly You oh. ain't
0: even got to be no lyricist Yeah You feel me But do this shit with some class and dignity And uphold your people better
1: Yeah, I mean Because that, cause that, basically you fit, in a, you fit in a stereotype You're feeding a group of a lost kids out there And then when you got that, lost, that group of lost kids What do they see? Exactly You know what I'm saying? So, as we move on to the next topic, I know we're going to find, I'm going to find this thing, but I like, because I got to know who that dude is, because he is like the the king of this. He does this more than anybody. Oh, you're talking about black youngster. Yes. That dude bucks his eyes, even. He's always bucking his eyes, and he's like on the phone, like the money, like he went and got a stack of money, and this, this dude was, put himself on the cross like Jesus, he's bucking his eyes, and when he talks he talks now this, he could always have a lisp or something but when he's out there talking he talks like one of those old mister stroke characters like go look like when they be like i, I don't know and i, I was checking what
0: my heart would or not yeah black youngsters is, is... <sighs> yeah he's one of those guys i kind of yep. let him have a pass despite everything i just said I give Black Youngster a pass because he seems as if he's in on the joke. I've seen enough of him where, I've seen enough of him and I've heard enough of his music where it seems like he's in on the joke. He knows that he's cooning. He knows that he's being a, a, a character. He kind of, is Is that him? Yes. Does he does a lot, of, a lot of that stuff on purpose? Of course. But it seems more put on with him it seems more tongue-in-cheek with him yep. than it does other artists some some artists they just cooning and they can't fucking help it and they need to get the fuck out the way yep but black youngster as embarrassing as he may be as coonish as he may be i yes, feel yes. like it's tongue-in-cheek with him you know um yeah black youngster he, he's a motherfucker he's definitely a motherfucker i'm not a fan of him but you know, the fact that the man bucks his eyes like those guys, and he talks like them, he's
1: killing me with this. I'm like, why is you still bucking your eyes? It's like, you know, uh, I mean, you know, Pee Wee Longway, he disturbed me with a smile, but what you call it? Black youngster though, that dude is bucking his eyes all the time. It's just crazy, dude. This dude yeah. is like, it's like, it's madness. Like, why are you doing this?
0: Pee Wee Longway is another guy where. He's kind of tongue in cheek, like you can. He's clownish, and that's that's the appropriate word. Yeah, Black youngster and Pee Wee Longway are very clownish. I'm not saying they aren't coonish. I'm not saying we should let them slide for the coonery.
1: I like the fact that Pee Wee Longway built a robot for his last, his recent album cover or one of his album covers, and his and his robot looks like him, and his robot is doing the same thing he's doing. And he's like, I was like, I could do shit it. like that. My brain, like, he's
0: playing a character,
1: basically. Yeah, my brain couldn't even take it because what was more disturbing was his grin than the robot's grin, and the robot grin had his face, and I couldn't handle it. I was like, man, this is too much, man. This is too much. This could be a horror movie. I like this could literally be a horror movie. I'm afraid of this. Like, it's too much, man. I was like, wow, that's crazy.
0: You know, I heard a quote. <coughs> I forgot who I heard it from. So forgive me, but I heard a quote that said something to the effect of when we were growing up talking about guys in our age range and older, Fred. Mm -hmm. We looked at MCs like Rakim and Big Daddy Kane and said to ourselves, man, I'll never be able to do that. These kids nowadays, they look at MCs and they say to themselves, I can do that. Let me start rapping. We had a sense. Of technical skill and prowess, and we thought we'd never amount to it. We thought we'd never reach it. And rapping to us was an artistic platform that had to be earned and worked for. Yep. Nowadays, like you said, it's a lotto. Yep. Um, and Nas, was one of those guys that I looked at, and I said to myself. I'll never be able to do what Nas has done. And I can say, strictly from a pinpoint, I've become a pretty good rapper. But I did—I never thought I, I would be that. So I digress. My point is, it's a whole different ballgame, man. Hip hop, on a mainstream level, is not the way it used to be in, in any shape, form, or fashion. Um, I hate to sound like one of those old heads, Hell, but but at the same time I am. So I guess like I'm just I'm sounding like myself. But speaking of Nas, um, on January 22nd, Viacom purchased Pluto TV streaming service, a company that Nas invested in back in 2014 via his Queensbridge Venture Partners firm for 340 million motherfucking dollars. Um, yeah, man. Nas has done a lot of things. Nas has that. He has Mass Appeal uh, uh, TV or whatever you want to call it. Nas has basically been making a lot of business decisions and raking up a lot of money behind the scenes of hip-hop. Yep. I never saw that from Nas. He's been doing this business shit for years now. He's been really successful as a businessman and a mogul for years. Hell, that's the point. Nas is a mogul now. I never would have thought when he ethered Jay-Z, that he would become a mogul. Nas never came off as a mogul because a lot of the, and and you slightly disagree with me, but a lot of the artsy, fartsy, lyrical hip-hoppers, a lot of the essence rappers aren't good moguls. Because they're so artsy, because they don't do it for money, they rarely get into that realm of being a mogul and a true businessman do they make a lot of money making their music yeah but that's different though that's 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 painting it and somebody buys your painting but running businesses knowing how to start firms a lot of your RC fartsy rappers in my experience and from what i know they don't do that so nas being the mogul that he is today surprised the shit out of me and that man is going the fuck off he's yep. snapping restaurants yep selling Pluto TV mass appeal it's too many deals to run through man
1: well see the thing is like I always saw this out of Nas because I, you know he was a dude that was trying to monopolize on his opportunity from the very beginning he like Jay-Z and Dame and everybody the minute they got some fire with Rockefeller they came with the pop album. Next. They weren't trying to die in the world of artistry. And that's the same uh, way that Nas was. Nas was not going to be a whack rapper regardless. You can put him over a pop beat and he's still most of the time going to be Nas. You see what I'm saying? There's going to be some times that he you know, didn't sound as good as he did on other times. Like even recently with the Black Eyed Peas which kind of made us wonder what was going on. Uh, but... Other than that, he is gonna always be Nas. He's always gonna, you know, deliver his like, kind of pseudo-revolutionary type, esoteric flow. Um, and it's gonna that's just kind of like what he does. And like, he's he's got that cadence. He's got his lane fully developed. He can both do artistry, but he's always been a hustler. He's always been a hustler. He's always had that, that grade about him. The same way as like Jay-Z has always been a businessman.
0: But it was different, though. Like, you can look at Jay-Z from his content. Jay-Z always rapped about and for hustlers. He yeah. always had a hustler's approach toward his music. But Nas and threw his, in there, too. And, and, okay, Nas, yeah, Nas was a hustler. See, here's the difference,
1: though. He just did it in an esoteric way. And Nas did
0: it as an alter ego. Yeah. So a esoteric, alter ego... Um. This is a break from Illmatic Nas. Let me get into Nasty. Escobar, Eskibar. Nasty Nas. Escobar so, season has returned. <laughs> so <laughs> his his braggadocio, mafioso, baller side was a break from who he really was, or at least who we really thought he was, Yeah. which was Mr. Deep Hood Philosopher.
1: Yeah.
0: Jay-Z, on the other hand, every single album, he was the mafioso, money-making guy so for jay-z to do what he's doing as a hip-hop mogul it didn't surprise me at all because his first song was like that not first feature but like his first real song was pretty much him saying I'm a good lyricist and I'm rich. Yeah, and my lifetime. Nas I'm is first. I
1: see a whole lot of cash.
0: Yeah, that's that I, was I mean, his persona. A whole lot of cash for real. Like that 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 was Jay Z's persona. Jay Z's full on persona was I'm a great rapper and I make this money. Yeah. Nas's persona was I'm not a money guy. I'm about the essence. I'm about real hip hop. Money doesn't even cross my mind. I'm really about the art and the people. So for him to become a mogul, me personally. It shocked the fuck out of me because I guess I took his music too literal. I'm happy. I'm not saying he shouldn't be this guy. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm glad he's a mogul, but it surprised the fuck out of me. And he's been a mogul for years now, and this motherfucker has been making millions and millions of dollars. And I know, right. I know he's, if he keeps it up, he's going to end up on somebody's Forbes list if he ain't already been on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's he like- had
0: to have been on it at some point.
1: Well, not nah, maybe he, low. You don't think? He's, yeah, he's probably lower down the list. He's not because yeah. see, Nas as an artist, he's still kind of like you know a, um, he's got a lot of clout, but he doesn't have a lot of as much clout with the say non hip hop head. Like he's a he's got clout with the casual listener hip hop heads. You see what I'm saying? And that's what he has. But my big thing is, like I said, I I always so you saw. I always saw it because like were you a perceptive motherfucker? Well, Na, Nas has always shit. been mature when it comes the only thing he ain't been mature on, he he doesn't pick women well. He's never been and he doesn't pick beats well. Um he's you know <laughs> He don't pick beats of bitches well. Yeah, he's not he's not he's never been good at that. Uh but other than that, he has, you know, he's been a dude that's been relatively clean when it comes to a lot of stuff. You know, been relatively mature when he handles stuff. Um, he didn't do good with his vanity label. You know, try and, and that was more so because he was trying to put his cousins on. Like, he really wasn't looking for talent, talent. He was trying to put on friends and cousins. And that re- that never really works out. You know, a lot of times you got to really go get some other... Somebody? F- what, Ill Will? Uh, well, it wasn't even just Ill Will. It was like... Uh, when he said, tra- what was the
0: name of his company? I forgot. Was it the Ill Will? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I think it
1: was, something like that. But it just never really did what it was pop. supposed it to do pop. I mean he would have if Nas was really into hip hop well he is into hip hop of course but if he really wanted to do something he could have almost had another rockers you feel me with his kind of weight you know what I mean but he just didn't do it he, he did the typical artist vanity label but I'm glad I, I knew he would find a way to make some investments because he kind of alluded to it he always alludes to it like stacking chips and making investments and doing stuff for your seeds and you know what I'm saying he alludes to that type of stuff you know what I mean so he's less of the yeah he's gonna talk about I'm gonna get the Lam- Lambeau and all this other stuff flying up and do 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 but you know he'll, but he's gonna also talk about and that's the Esquibar. Esquibar season has returned you gotta say it with the rolling of the tongue uh, but you know
0: Esquibar season has returned yes
1: Esquibar. see I'm, I'm messing up the r- I got to yeah,
0: exactly
1: <laughs> has returned. <laughs> exactly. So, basically, this dude, he I always just saw it in it. And, and I'm happy to see that he made that transition. And... Me too. Actually, didn't get... He, you know, I'm sure he got harangued as much as any other artist got harangued by the music industry. But even through the haranguing, he got better. And MC Search made sure that Nas actually got a pretty decent deal. Yeah. Out the gate. So, MC Search... You know, but but the funny thing is, Jay Z told him you were you was getting effed in. I know who got paid, dog. Searchlight Publishing. He Use knew your it. Break. Yes, yes. So, but either way, even though Searchlight may have gotten paid, obviously Nas got some money and he invested it. So, and that's good.
0: What what else did you have on the uh... on the agenda? Yes, on the agenda. Actually. Rainy Days, Boogie, featuring Eminem. Yes. Now, I want to touch on that. So, Boogie, a shady, aftermath, interscope recording Is he from Cincinnati? I believe so. Okay. Look that up if you can. So, Boogie, dope MC, up-and-coming artist. He has a song called Rainy Days. It's a good song. Eminem is receiving for some heat he has two bars in question i think he had a dracula bar that's in question and a herd bar that's in question and and, and and everybody who listens to it they like eminem's verse but they're pretty much saying the two bars in question are corny and cheesy and they're whack fuck what you heard was one of the bars and the other one was down for the count. It was some kind of play on words with. Well, basically, Dracula. it's like it's like
1: it's like a sheep herder that's sleep with his sheep, like a uh, you know, F what you heard. Yeah, so fuck what you heard, and yeah. then
0: the other one down for the count. I don't even feel like looking them up and telling you. You, you could what they roll
1: are with Dracula, there. and you wouldn't be down for the count. I Shit like that. For the count.
0: Yeah, so I like the verse if it's a standalone verse. Those two bars are cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um and like you said, Fred, it pulls you away from the song because the song it has more of a life is weighing me down type of feel. Yeah. And Boogie did a good job of embodying the character he was supposed to portray for that He's song. He's actually
1: from Compton, California. Go ahead.
0: But Eminem kind of took away from the song. Eminem was the second verse, and when you heard him rap, it took you away from that feel, that boogie, and the beat had already set up. And those two whack bars didn't help. The, The verse ain't bad, it's just that right now I feel like Eminem is Michael Jordan with the Wizards jersey. That's what Eminem is to me right now. Still fucking good, but clearly his better days are behind him.
1: Well, my my thing is it's it's a uh, artists fall into this category of having lack of focus, and I think that at this point, M feels like he has to be the super duper rapping character, or everybody's gonna say he's falling off, and that's what we were talking about. Like the boogie verse is the um, life is weighing me down element, you know, still from a, a young flashy guy's category, but m went above and beyond in his character because i'll tell you i'll give you an example on that same verse had you given it to somebody like even e40 this is funny right this to show you the contrast he would have fallen in right where he was supposed to fall in still been the e40 character and brought some life to that song talking about situations like staying real Even in the rainy days Or is doing something Even in the rainy days You see what I'm saying Right Whereas M Kind of Became M Like Became supernova Uh Like Uh Rap god Eminem type dude On the track And then he dropped Two corny lines Which like I tell people I don't look crazy At corny lines Because Sometimes rappers Purposely do corny lines Like Um what do you call it? Like, Kanye was known to do a corny line just to be, like, almost like a haha. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know, and you'd be like, and people would be, like, groan. But my thing is, I'm like, eh, that ain't what really bothered me. It was just the fact that he did not feel, that he took me away from the track, like you were saying earlier. He took me away from the track and made me listen harder. When a good track is a track that just makes you scrunch your face up and you're just listening, like, ooh that dude ooh he's in there right you know you either want to walk away and if you walk away indifferent that's bad if you get startled and you're like whatever that's bad like that's one that's track is one of those situations where I almost will cut his part off and just keep Boogie's part see what I'm saying so you ain't like it at all I don't I didn't really need it yeah. I just didn't need it it di- it took away from the the feel of the song I'm thinking like a producer I'm thinking like a person that's putting together the song structure. I feel like I told you, I feel like if an Eminem showed up like a Stan Eminem, where he was like, like he's actually talking about something like he's talking about his hardship. And yes, he's he's alluding to some of it in that verse. So people can miss me with that. I get it. But it's the way that it's being done. It's almost like he's just trying to like trying as hard to say I'm I'm Eminem, like Eminem, damn it. Don't you understand? Eminem. And I'm like, dude, right. we know you're Eminem. Eminem can
0: rap. We I never questioned whether Eminem can rap or not. But Eminem raps, I left my legacy hurt. Fucking absurd. Like a sheep having sex with his like a like a shepherd having sex with his sheep. Fuck what you heard. I fucked it up, but yeah, that line didn't. It didn't hit me too well. It, yeah. it was just. Yeah, it, it just, was just corny. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but it, just, it makes perfect
1: sense. And it It's really not a does, reach. It's, it's, it's a reach, it's, and it's not a, connect, a good connector.
0: Could say the first part again. I'm I have to. He, he's using slanted rhymes to I make know. those words I rhyme. Know, but what I'm so saying, hearing it does it more justice. But he basically said, and this was in response to uh, people basically saying he fell off. So yeah. he says. I left my legacy hurt, fucking absurd, like a shepherd having sex with a sheep. Fuck what you heard,
1: and see, he didn't. He, he didn't even need to do that because he could have just pretty much said, you know, f what you heard. You know what I'm saying? You know, observe and just flipped it from there. Yeah, that I didn't. To, you know
0: what I'm saying. He didn't necessarily need to make it a, a simile. Pulling. Yeah, he didn't need a pun. He didn't
1: need to do it. He didn't need to do it and that's my thing can't believe I didn't realize that dude was from Compton yeah Boogie is from Compton Yes, living in Compton California CA it's oozy in
0: your ass if you don't get I'm sorry yeah that's dope man baby so it wasn't my favorite line I don't even think the, the the verse sucks I just I just think Eminem went into that verse with a battle rap mentality yes he did with a battle rap let me body this track mentality And he didn't have to do that. He 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 should have just sat back and gave that song the proper verse it required and needed. Like Boogie did. Yeah. So, on that note, we're going to shut this motherfucker down. Yes. And this has been another episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. And we're out.
1: I think it's time to grow, homie you better know, you
0: know it's time to grow This is a 4th Coast Media Production
1: 4th Coast